0: One, two, three, go. Thank you so much for listening in to Earth to Joy. I am your host, Crystal Joy. Whoop, 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 whoop. We're here. I'm here. You're here. We're happy. I'm happy. I am so excited to do this. I'm also very nervous. And I've also, like, recorded this entire thing on the wrong mic and it sounded like shit. So we're gonna do it again. We have tested it. It's on the right mic. We are learning as we go on this first episode. So here we go. All right. So a little bit about who I am in case you've like stumbled upon this podcast and you don't know me personally. Hi, nice to meet you. (laughs) I am Christelle Joy. Prefer you call me Christelle. If You hear me call myself joy on this podcast. It's because I talk to myself calling myself joy. So this episode, I'm just going to briefly talk about who I am, what I think about the planet problems and the pandemic right now, as well as what the pandemic has taught me thus far. And if you are just starting your sustainable journey and you don't really know where to start and you kind of feel lost, I have five things that you could change instantly right now that are absolutely free. So, that is the agenda and plan for this episode. Knowing me, I might steer away from that a little bit, but we're going to try our best to do this shit and not get overwhelmed and scared and over analyze my voice and overthink the editing and then not post at all. If you actually see an episode that is amazing that's a milestone for me again thank you so much for being here let's get started let's get it I had like a huge script written out Um, I guess past me really wanted to make this shit super boring and stale as bread so I decided to not use the script that past me has provided and I'm just going to wing this and talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about because guess what? That's what this podcast is about. Um, If you know me, you know that I personally am very passionate about all things to do with the planet, whether that is eco-friendly initiatives or environmental issues, everything to do with conserving the ocean and responsibly traveling, literally anything to do with the natural world, or this planet, all of that type of stuff is very me. And I'm so excited to start sharing my opinions, my views, my experiences on these certain topics because I have gone years and years and years about talking about making a blog, making a podcast, making a YouTube, but no action has actually come out of it until today. I am going to be releasing an episode every month or so and I'm super excited to dive into this. Now again this first episode is not going to be very structured. It's also just an introduction of who I am, where I'm coming from and what to expect out of this podcast. I also asked you guys on Instagram on naturaljoy.ca what you wanted to see from this podcast and a lot of you asked about my history with sustainability. And so that is definitely a great segue into the first episode. So the name Earth to Joy actually just comes from the fact that my head is always in the clouds. I'm always not listening when I should be listening. And it's basically just bringing those thoughts and ideas down to earth and sharing them with you. I also like to travel a lot. It is the industry that I work in, and it is really a big part of who I am. That is mainly where the name came from. It kind of came from me sitting in a bus in India, and I was just writing notes on my notebook. and um, I was bouncing around the idea of starting a podcast a lot in India for some reason. I just felt very connected to, our natural world, which is ironic because I was like in the middle of New Delhi, which is one of the busiest cities in the entire world, thinking about the natural world. But yeah, that trip happened over a year ago. And I've just been contemplating and thinking about and thinking about it. And I never really put forth the action towards making it a physical and real thing. It happens a lot with me. If you know me, you know that I've launched and relaunched and relaunched my blog a bunch of times, but I feel like it's different this time around with this podcast and my blog because ultimately this quarantine and self isolation has kicked all of my excuses out. Like there's no real reason why I shouldn't be sharing this thing, especially with the revolution going on right now. I feel like it's really important for women of color to make the space and demand the space that they deserve online to talk about our experiences, our views, our opinions, and all of that. If you do like a quick search on sustainable influencers or eco-friendly YouTubers, anything to do with the planet and the environment and yoga and natural world and hiking and blah, 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 it's usually just white people that are owning this this sustainable journey right now and it's funny because most sustainable things and resources are from black indigenous or people of color cultures and the way of their living and i've always had a problem with that i just never did very much about it until now. So I think that's kind of the fuel that is keeping my fire going is just realizing that I deserve the space on the internet just as much as all the white women that I follow and and have become so attached to, I guess. Um, I don't really have very many eco-friendly pals. So the the only people that I really connect with or resonate with would be the eco-friendly community online and again most of those people are white women and I I just want to have an opportunity to say how I feel about the things that I care about so here we are we're here for each other we're here to make people realize that this uh, movement and this eco-friendly journey isn't just a white dominated place and that BIPOC people need to be in this space as well and be able to share their own sustainable journeys especially if you are an immigrant. This is all about us and the minority group actually being able to speak up. I was born in the Philippines and when I was one my family decided to move to Canada So I was raised in an immigrant household in Ontario, Canada, with all of my mom's side of the family. So roughly, like, I would say more than five families in one house together. That's where a lot of my values and mindfulness has come from, is just being aware of my resources, being mindful of my own consumption, and just constantly being around so many people and around so many families, I just got to observe a lot of what was going on and a lot of what people were doing. So one of my most vivid memories was when our teacher was teaching us about renewable and non-renewable resources in a textbook. I know this so vividly, like it just happened a month ago. And I asked my grade five teacher, his name was Mr. Sersa. I was like, you're teaching us that renewable resources are resources found on this planet that will regenerate and we could use again and again and again. For example, wind, sun, wood in some aspect. And then I asked, but this textbook also says that non-renewable resources are the resources that we use to basically run this world. And I asked him why we're like, why the default resource is not renewable resource. I remember his answer saying that this is just how it's always been and it'll take too much to change how it is. And I was never satisfied with that answer. And I don't think I'll ever be satisfied with that answer. And I'm super happy that things are starting to change with that answer for most countries. I wouldn't say every country is that advanced in their thinking, but that was like a very vivid memory of mine that I still, to this day, like play back and realize that that was probably one of the most pivotal moments where I realized that, hey, I am actually really passionate about the environmental awareness and just knowing more about our planet. I would always tell people to just put all of their water bottles or candy wrappers in my backpack and I'll just throw it out when I get home. But the only things that I have vivid memories of are the parts like that where it is very defining for me that I remember those and they're so vivid. And I'm not saying that I was like a star child where I cared about the environment so much and I did so much and I was Greta Thunberg of my days because no, I wasn't the best child and I didn't explore more into these concerns until, I guess, after high school. But high school was also hard. I feel like I've just, I never felt like I've fit in anywhere, regardless of high school or elementary school or university. Like, I just, I feel like I have never fit in I'm not interested in very much of pop culture or celebrities or movies or TV shows. So I never really felt like I could hold a conversation because the things that I wanted to talk about and the things that really were on my mind was about, oh my gosh, do you see how much waste we're putting into the ocean? Or, hey, do you ever wonder what crude oil is or what plastic is made out of or What's going to happen if we run out of clean drinking water? But obviously that's extremely heavy and advanced for someone in elementary school, even in high school, and sometimes in university too. So I just never felt like I was able to voice out my opinions and receive good feedback back until recently. Honestly, until recently, I really always bit my tongue on things that were going on. Um, a funny story that like explains that to a T is when I went on a road trip out west to BC and Alberta with some people. Like if you know me, you would know that I have a passion for the planet. Um, it's very clear on all my social medias. Um, ever since I've created any social medias since like grade seven, it's been very clear but it's never me like speaking up face-to-face in person. We used to stop at a lot of fast food restaurants for food on a road trip because obviously it's really difficult for you to make your own food while you're on the road. I would always avoid straws at all cost. at the time, three years, four years ago maybe. Um, I thought that was enough and I just, straws were never a thing for me. But I went on this road trip with a girl who, I shit you not, had at least two straws. Every single drink she had, like two straws, if not three or four. Like, I'm not even kidding. She excessively used straws for no reason whatsoever. And past joy was that I wouldn't say anything. I didn't say anything to her. She never knew how much it pissed me the fuck off. And I just never felt like... It was my place to tell anyone else how to live their life. But I feel like it was more about a confidence thing and not feeling comfortable with actually making people more aware and sharing my thoughts and opinions in a light manner to help them see a different perspective on what they're doing and how much impact they have. I would shut my mouth and bite my teeth to the point where even if it really pissed me off, I wouldn't say anything until... I was with someone I was comfortable with. I was on this road trip for 10 days with people and this girl was pissing me off all 10 days with her f***ing straws. I kept that. I harbored all of that negative emotion in me until I saw my friend in Alberta and was able to let that out. I let that sit in me for so long that when I actually finally released it and expressed it, it was a lot bigger Than it actually had to be. And that's something that I'm learning on the regular. That's something that I've been learning, learning a lot this quarantine is that I need to speak up when things are bothering me, regardless of how it's going to affect someone's opinion on me or affect their own opinion on their actions. If something is bothering me that much, I need to use my voice and I need to share my opinion and experiences. So it's more of like a self-respect thing. I feel like I've always been very passionate and have all this knowledge that when a friend or family tries to talk to me and they're on like a 101 level, like a plastics 101 or a recycling 101 level, I get frustrated that they're not at my level, but it's like, how could they get to my level If we've never had a discussion about this, how can they meet me where I'm at in my sustainable journey if I'm not meeting them where they're at at square one? It's crazy how much I've kept in, but I'm so excited to finally have that courage and have that confidence to start sharing these stories and start sharing all of these experiences and tips and tricks that I have. I'm excited for me to be able to express what I need to express to like-minded people who want to hear what I have to say. I'm, I'm just excited about this. I need to stop saying that. Side note, I'm editing this right now and I was like, oh my God. I just growled at them so I'm sorry if that was very wild of me but I wanted to take this opportunity to recenter into the episode and play with my singing bowl a little bit so if you'd like to focus on your breath while I do this If you are unfamiliar with what a singing bowl is, it's basically a bell that you um, play by rotating like a mallet around the rim of it and there's different keys that reach different parts of your chakras. Um, I'm not an expert on it so I don't know very much but the singing bowl is fun to use and I thought it would be great to just take a breath and um, be in the present moment. But let's go back to the episode. I I feel like a really big shift within my journey happened when I volunteered in Ecuador. Um, this is a huge other episode in and of itself about volunteerism um, that I really don't want to get into. And I'm not going to expose any companies that I worked with because I really do not align with any of that anymore but volunteering is just a really great way to take yourself out of the picture and see the world and how much good that can come out of it simply by just volunteering your time. Also working in the travel industry you see the dramatic impact that hospitality and travel have on a lot of communities and a lot of cultures and I think it's really important for me to share the responsible way to travel the sustainable way to travel and the way to travel that focuses on the local community speaking about local communities and travel obviously most of that has been on a pause and this is me segueing into the next topic we clearly All live in one collective world. If you haven't noticed that through this pandemic and how fast it's reached almost every country and how quick that it has changed our life and changed our world then I don't know what to tell you man. Like we it is so clear and apparent that we all live in one collective home. It's, it's crazy that we have the power to impact another person's life. It's seen through how fast this virus has spread. And it's continuously seen through how fast it's spreading through not wearing masks. And things can just happen so quickly. But I wanted to focus on the planet problems regarding this pandemic and how I feel about it. So at the very beginning, I took it as a opportunity to rest rejuvenate and rediscover my own personal inner world I guess and then I quickly realized that that's a very big place of privilege that I'm coming from to treat this pandemic as a self-growth opportunity I'm fully now aware that this is a very big place of privilege to not be living paycheck to paycheck or not be um, laid off and worried about finances I understand that not everyone has the opportunity to use this time as self-growth I mean people are literally dying by the thousands every day and I'm not trying to take this lightly or trying to be like ha, hee, hee, ah, my life is great since the pandemic because I understand that this is a horrible thing that's going on and the fact that I've been able to use this time to feel More connected to myself is great. It really is great. But I also understand that it is coming from a place of privilege. I understand that worrying about the planet is from a place of privilege as well. If you have the energy to worry about the planet, that typically means that you don't have to worry about food, shelter, or water. And yeah, I just wanted to add that in there, taking a step away from this topic altogether. You see the dolphins in Venice and you see the wildlife in the national parks in America, and everyone was in lockdown and all the pollution in India was gone, and you could see the Himalayans from Delhi or northern India, and it was great, it was fine, but it was uncomfortable for me to know that it's possible for us to get that clean, but everyone has to be inside and everyone has to be locked down. Like, I'm sure. There's a way to compromise us regenerating this planet for our human species and for us to still enjoy our life and still enjoy being here on this planet. And I feel like a lot of people are realizing that if you immerse yourself in nature and you spend more time in nature, you feel that. You feel the regeneration within you and you feel like there's more hope, at least from what I know and from just being immersed in nature or like diving deep into your own natural world within is really important for the outside world that we collectively share. It's also just being mindful of the small things and the small changes that we do that make a big difference in the world. Like a very great example of that is wearing a face mask and how much that impacts other people's lives, especially if they're Immune compromise, like it, it really does help a lot of people out. And making small changes like that and other things to do with the environment are so important. And I hope that the pandemic makes you realize that you are important and you can make a difference. And to honestly, just forgive yourself when things are harder than usual. Sometimes I feel very guilty when I have to use like single use plastics or more plastic than usual. And I just need to remind myself that it's not my fault. My intentions are still good. I'm still mindful of my consumption of this plastic and I still try to steer away. But in the midst of a global crisis that's happening, it's fine if you can't hold everything on your plate right now. And it's fine if you drop a few things and you aren't as perfect as you once were with the Zero Waste Initiative or or anything like that. Like, this is crazy. Like, if you really think about it, this time is crazy. We also need to know that a revolution is on its way and we got to act accordingly to which side that we want to be on in history books. Are you going to be on the side that exploited the planet during a pandemic and didn't care about the civil rights movement going on right now and or are you going to be on the side that is very mindful of the small changes to be made and are speaking up about the things that people need liberation on right now like it's it's a great time to use this time at home to try new things and try new good things like try more plant-based meals than you normally would or try some DIY projects or try cleaning your home with natural products like this is a great time to experiment and do just better things for yourself for the planet for your mind for the collective human species like if you don't care about the planet for yourself and if you don't care about the planet for your neighbor then care about the planet for your child and I don't explicitly mean your offspring I just mean the future generations because with the rate that we're going your child and our our generation's children will be the last generation if we even get that far like if you're expecting to be a grandmother and you're my age or younger then you have really really high hopes for our species on this planet man cuz like the way things are going we're like running off of a cliff with the trajectory of what we're using for the resources and how we're distributing these resources it's not going to happen but we do have a chance and what's really great about the time that we live in right now is we have a chance to start walking instead of running to the edge then we could start changing systems and crawling to the edge but it's it's going to take a long time a revolution isn't done after a few months like rome wasn't built in a day it's going to take a lot of hard work and a lot of consistency But I feel like this pandemic is showing everyone what's really important in the world, which is the state of our planet, the state of your health, physically and mentally, and just the state of your loved ones. I know that everyone's trying to get back to the way things were before the pandemic and the fact that Ontario is fully in stage three starting today is crazy to me because Literally nothing has changed about the pandemic at all. It's just that the economy wants to renew itself right now. And it's very, very clear and very evident that the world is running on profit and the world is not running on the people or the planet. Again, take this time to rediscover what that is for you and what makes you happy. And like a big spoiler alert, it's not It's not a shopping spree. isn't the point of living here on this planet all right um but yeah just to reiterate i guess or conclude this section of the podcast is do what you fucking can with the shit that you fucking have right now and forgive yourself for what you can't do and don't be so hard on yourself like shit we're in the middle of a pandemic and all that really matters right now is our physical and mental health of ourselves and our loved ones. and But we need to recognize that it's system changes that need to be done. And I feel like a lot of people are taken aback by the environmental movement because we talk about things that we can change and what we need to do on a individual level when there's these companies, there's 10 companies that rule the world and they're not doing anything about it. But it's like the people always have the most power and it's the people that get shit done. You can't just use that as an excuse to shop on Amazon every day and say that it's fine because it's just the system and it's not anything you could do about it. Like there is stuff that you can do about it. And even if you need to Use Amazon for the accessibility of it. Do it. I'm not telling you not to. I'm not telling you that I'm gonna hate you. I'm not the fucking Amazon police that's like, wee wee. No. Do whatever the fuck you want with your life. I'm just saying that your money is very hard earned. Your money could go a lot farther in other places and other companies and other brands than filling into the big pot of gold that little Jeffy already has. So I don't want to take very much more of your time and I want to end this podcast soon, but I wanted to touch upon the five things that we can change right now to help kickstart a more sustainable life. So if you're this far, you are probably either interested in starting a more sustainable life and need a little bit more tips. These are like very, very, very basic tips. Um, Number one would be to use Ecosia as your search engine. Ecosia is E-C-O-S-I-A. It is a search engine just like Google, but they use their profit to plant trees all over the world. And every 45 searches you make on Ecosia plants one tree on your behalf. So just looking at my laptop, says that I've planted 257 trees since I started using this browser. I use Chrome. I used to use Safari for the longest time on my laptop. So it's 257. And then on my phone, there's also an app called Ecosia, which basically works as your internet browser on your phone. It says that I have planted 837 trees. That is a lot of searches. I use it every day, all day, all the time. I really wish I could switch it at work because I... Google search a lot of things at work as well but Ecosia works just as well if not a little bit of a downgrade from Google if I'm being totally honest like it's not going to have that box where the answer is instantly there or like if you're converting money or translating stuff or looking stuff on maps it'll redirect you to Google but as long as you're using that search it'll still count as putting it towards trees so sometimes If I want like a currency conversion, for example, I will open up my Ecosia app on my phone. I will Ecosia search Google, misspell Google. So it actually brings up the search and then I'll click the ad on Ecosia because if you click the ad links on Ecosia, it actually generates more profit to plant more trees. So I spell Google like G-O-O-G-L and then search, and then click on the Google link in Ecosia to search. I don't do that all the time. I only do that if I want to Google Maps something, um, because Okoja doesn't use Maps. It actually just directs you to Google. But Ecosia is always my very, very, very first life-changing thing that you could do that really is effortless and free. And if you already use that, let me know how many trees that you have in your tree counter because i would love to know so the next tip i wanted to share is to sign and share petitions from the last few weeks you could see the action that has been set once we've organized and use our voices to amplify each other and sign these petitions it's absolutely free and sharing does a lot for petitions Um, i know it doesn't seem like much and i know it doesn't seem like you're really impacting others to sign petitions, but just having that accessible link for someone else to click on that link is a lot. It, it it does a world of a difference than just not having anything at all. If you've made it this far in my podcast, I would hope that you've signed petitions for the Black Lives Matter movement. Although it isn't effective all the time, and it's not nearly as effective as calling in to actually talk to representatives, it still does make a difference and it still does lead to action. So that would be my second tip, is to share and sign petitions. Tip number three would be to watch these two documentaries to start, available on Canadian Netflix. Not sure if it's accessible to all Netflix countries, but it's Okja, O-K-J-A, and A True Cost. So A True Cost is a fast fashion documentary, which really, really opened my eyes on the effects of clothing and our planet um, through materials, through dying, like, no, not through like death, but like through dying, like D-Y-E, dying, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> and just like down to the workers and their conditions and working conditions. So a true cost is very eye-opening. I couldn't watch everything all at once, but you need to power through it. It's a great documentary, especially if you love shopping. The second one was Okcha, which is basically like a fiction film where it kind of explains animal agriculture In a very cinematic way. So it's not a documentary. It's a full-blown movie. That is really great. To share with beginners. That don't want to feel like. They're bombarded with cold hard facts. Or the reality of real life animals. Okja is a made up animal. In a made up place. For this made up plot. But it is very very related to the way we live in as far as animal agriculture, and also just take note of who the people in power are and think back on what's going on currently in the world and the revolution that needs to be done in, as far as systemic and environmental racism. Highly, highly, highly recommend Okja and A True Cost. Watch that. You could do it right now. The fourth thing that I wanted to talk about is to reuse your single-use plastics. So technically, we call single-use plastics things that we'll use singularly. <laughs> we we call plastics that we use one time single-use plastics because we only use it one time, you know? But if you repurpose or reuse that straw or that coffee cup or that yogurt container at least you're giving that plastic one more time to live like you're expanding the lifespan of that single-use plastic by two times because you're reusing it at least once I know in the world that we live in it's really difficult to avoid single-use plastics at all cost it happens you slip up sometimes You shouldn't feel guilty about it, but you also shouldn't just throw it away and call it a write-off. Like I, I want to make the effort to reuse it to expand the lifespan. If you have straws, use those straws again. Just rinse it, dry it, and keep it in your counter, keep it in your car. And the last tip that I want to give you is to use it up. Use it up use it up. Whatever you're thinking about, use it up. If you're thinking about buying a bamboo toothbrush, use up all of the toothbrushes that you got from your dentist first. An example of what I'm using up right now is saran wrap. So we've had a roll of saran wrap at our house for years and years and years now, probably since like we moved here. I really, really want beeswax wraps. I have the materials to use it. I really want to transition to beeswax wraps as our form of saran wrap but the fact that we still have a role I'm not going to make it and I'm not going to buy it until I've used it all up because what's the point of buying more sustainable products when we have to use up what we already have started like the point of sustainability is making sure that what you have is enough and not looking elsewhere for anything else. If you want beeswax wraps, you got to use up the saran wrap first. If you want to switch your skincare to the ordinary or any other cleaner skincare products, I'm sorry, why did I say the ordinary when Fenty's skin is out now? That's not even eco-friendly though, that's the media and celebrities getting into my head. But if you want a Cleaner skincare, use up what you have already or donate what you have already that isn't opened or give your use things to your friends or your family who you think would like this or you can't just throw away the stuff that you had in the past, replace it with something new and call that sustainable. And that's what really irks me about a lot of air quotations, eco-conscious influencers is because like they make the aesthetic look very unachievable in real life. Like there is no way that an actual sustainable person would go out and buy brand new matching mason jars rather than reusing what they have and repurposing the pasta jar containers that they already have. Like sustainability isn't about the aesthetic of looking clean and minimal. Sustainability is... Using the resources and what you have already and knowing that that's enough. Those are my five changes that you could do right now to kickstart a more green world and lifestyle. Thank you guys so much. If you want to stay connected with me and see what else I'm doing in between episodes, please follow me on Instagram at naturaljoy.ca. Check out my blog, naturaljoy.ca. And if you want to be friends or if you want to discuss any of these topics one-on-one a little bit farther, please feel free to DM me. I would love to have a conversation with you. Oh, that is it, everyone. We made it. We made it to the end of the first episode